Welcome, everyone. This is Mia Ferroletto, publisher of New Observations Magazine. We have um, the distinct honor of welcoming Giuliano Posati from all the way from Brazil to to join us on the New Observations podcast. Hello, Giuliano. Hello, Mia. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. Welcome to the show, and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. Um, It's a big, big pleasure to be with you, and I hope to share something really useful for you, for me, and for all our audience. Well, I have no doubt that 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 is exactly what will happen. Um, Giuliano and I uh, came to know each other through Rebecca Hardcastle-Wright. Giuliano is on the board of the Institute of Exoconsciousness, which Rebecca has started. And he's also planning to come to South Dakota in July, as long as um, Brazil is uh, and the U.S. reopen the ability to travel back and forth. Um, but we're delighted that he'll be joining us at the conference uh, in July, either in physically or by uh, telecommuting in with his presentation. So, Giuliano, could you um, share some information about your background and uh, how you got involved in the exoconscious community? Uh, Yeah, sure. Um, I'm 37 years old, um, father of Lorenzo, (laughs) Uh, and um, I studied... uh, I'm, I'm professionally speaking, I'm a marketing uh, manager. I always had my own agents of, of communication and advertisement. I always worked with communication. And um, spiritually speaking, I, w- I was raised as a Catholic, but I have amazing opportunity to be part of charismatic movement where I developed all my um, my mediumship and my sensibility for spiritual reality and multidimensionals. Uh, and uh, at this time, I learned a lot about uh, healing techniques and spiritual stuff, but of course, under the dogma of Roman Catholic Church. Um, when I was 20... I broke with that, of course, and um, I started my own my own search, uh, working and searching, searching and work, until a very special day where my partner came and shared a project with me about Chico Xavier, and uh, he started this project, but it was actually stopped at freezer archived. Uh, and then I say, what this this thing is about? And when he started to tell me, I just the the feeling was like uh, the the word stopped, and I saw, hey, this is the main project of our company now. We uh, let me join in, let me participate. I have 
the skills and ability. Let's do it together. And and then we produced the first documentary, The Deadline, according to Chico Xavier, which was a very interesting experience for me because since my my uh, young days where I was part of the charismatic movement, when I broke with the church, I just put it all in a in a box, and I said, okay, I don't want to deal with that. And then this project came to me and gave me the opportunity to to reorganize these these experiences inside of me, reorganize my my sensibility, my mediumship, all my spiritual side, and things started to happen while we produced it. The documentary really nice things started to happen and when we launched the documentary which was a worldwide success we translated it in eight different languages uh, it reached 200 countries around the world we perceived that that documentary was just the beginning of of the mission of the work we had to do and uh I just jumped in, no regrets, completely happy. I changed my entire company. I just had a kind of initiation and experience where you just look around to your life and say there's no there's no sense and keep doing this at this way. There was no sense to keep doing advertisement and marketing for, I don't know, cosmetics, uh, luxury, uh, sports management. I just wanted to work with uh, consciousness expansion and things like that. So I just entered the flow and started, started to produce more documentaries, books, studies. Today we lead a philosophical movement called Circle in Brazil, the Circle, and um, that's my way so far. <laughs> that's my way so far. That's wonderful. Um, I had not heard of, of Chico Javier and his work until last August when Alfred Weber uh, interviewed me after the the conference last July, and um, he had had been very familiar with Chico's work. And when I was describing the events at the at at the conference on the Pine Ridge Reservation, it, it was as if a light bulb went on in Alfred's head, and he had a eureka moment, <coughs> and said. Um, uh, that he believed this was the fulfillment of Chico's prophecy from the 1960s that uh, 50 years from then, which was July of 2019, on the week the weekend of July 19th, there would be signs in the sky that would confirm that um, we had. You know, 
doing this, uh, that the possibility, we had passed by the possibility of World War III happening, and in fact, we're now um, entering into our galactic family. And um, Alfred believed that the, the craft over the Sundance ceremony on July 20th was um, the fulfillment of that prophecy. Yeah, I was very, very impressed when when Rebecca said me, Rebecca Hardcastle just called me and, and, and told me the story and uh, put us in contact. Um, it's it's interesting how Chico Xavier is not well known in in United States or or all over the world out of the Spiritist movement because Chico Xavier is one of the most published author of the Brazilian history. He received by psychography more than five hundred books. With uh, such a complexity, Chico was very simple person, no school, no um, college, no university, nothing, and 500, more than 500 books with a high level of philosophy, spirituality, uh, poetry, um, um, science uh, and predictions are just, you know, a very small piece of an entire and and wonderful work he did. Of course, he was a very spiritualized guy, connected with the spiritist movement, charity, and things like that. Chico was really uh, like a like a um, um, ambassador of 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 this uh, spiritual dimension. In 1971, he was for a TV show, interviewed in a TV show. Was a kind of Pingafogo was the name. Pingafogo was like a political uh, political interview show. There was uh, five, six uh, journalists as, inter as interviewers, and the guy interviewed. Uh, the show organized the interviewers as um, non-religious uh, guys. It was uh, politic, political, was uh, something, a person from science, and, and people like this. And Chico was for this interview and went to this interview actually uh, in a very, very specific mission to talk about the planetary transition, the new world. All the religions around the world announces that there will be a time with signals, with uh, social movements, and there will be a paradigm shifting. The Christianity called the New Jerusalem. The, the theosophy called it the Age of Aquarius. Uh, quantum physics called it the quantum jump 
or things like that. And uh, for the spiritism, they call it the planetary transition. Chico started to talk about it. And the interviewers got interested, in, interested about it. When they asked it, how long, how long time for the mankind discovered a life in other planets, started this, this new phase, then he started to say that from since 1969, there was a kind of meeting in the dimensions around the planet Earth. A high-level spirits and multidimensionals, extraterrestrials, joined together to see the movements of mankind. They were worried about nuclear questions, nuclear weapons, and also impressed about the moon mission. And then they decided to see and to follow up next 50 years of the advancements and challenges of mankind. And they, the, the Chico used it to say that they established a condition. The, the, the mankind shall not get into a World War III using nuclear weapons. Nuclear weapons were the condition. And if, if mankind would get this, this, this goal until July 20, 2019, that was last year, would be a kind of acceleration in the process of planetary transition. And among the facts, among the, the, the elements that would accelerate the planetary transitions were the contact with the extraterrestrials, open, open contact. Uh, the development of equipment that would be uh, act like facilitators in the contact with the other dimensions, uh, transcommunication and, and communication with the spiritual world using electronic devices, and healings, the expansion of all kind of healing techniques, and this uh, this new moment that shall give us a new meaning, like uh, bringing spirituality to the center of our notion. And note that I am talking about spirituality, not religion. It, this is not a conversation about religion. This is a conversation right. of spirituality. Spirituality as a human nature aspect. This is a human nature aspect. This is organic. There is an organic impact of spirituality. And how this notion of a spirituality, of the eternal human spirit moving through life, moving through different papers, uh, to different holes, how this will change completely the paradigm and the way we see economics, the way we see financial world, the way we did our job, and, and, and things like that. When Chico said, 
when she could share it about it at 1971, he was not understood completely, for sure. But through the years, the notion of these things just came up, and then now we look at back and we see, hey, okay, this guy knew something really, <laughs> really interesting. And uh, when you come and say that you were in a conference in July 20, and a large phenomenal visual physical phenomenon happened, I just can say it is all part of this this amazing plan, this amazing project of planetary transition. Well, um, interestingly enough, I, I have lived a mystical life from the time I was a small child, and in, in July of 2018, I visited the Pine Ridge Reservation and when I got back to Vermont in early August I was meditating in the morning and um, the divine grace that came through me brought me to tears for almost an hour and a half and I um, uh, you know I, I am sure that I felt the same energy that saints and mystics have felt throughout history. And I was told that I needed to move the the next conference, which was to be in Vermont again, to Pine Ridge because of the energy um, out there in South Dakota. And of course, the Black Hills are the heart of the country and quite possibly the heart of the world. Um, I was completely transformed throughout the day when I look at my face in the mirror. I'm 64 years old, but on that day, I would look like a 16-year-old girl um, in the mirror and um, immediately made plans to move the conference to Pine Ridge and go out there myself for almost a year, which I did uh, a couple of months later. And at the conference, well, backing up just a bit, the conference last year originally was supposed to be in May. And no matter what I did, the, the dates would just not work out. So I canceled the conference in May and chose the July dates. And as soon as I did, everything fell into place. <laughs> um, everything. The, the and... <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was, you know, it, well, magic happens all the time in my life, but it was truly magical to watch, you know, the universe at work. And that Saturday, the 20th, I had arranged for um, our attendees to attend a, a sacred Sundance ceremony, which is very unusual. And, um, and there was a craft above the Sundance for um, about an hour and a half, and everyone saw it um, at the time. People came back, and we had a few more presentations, and then a caravan of cars was formed to go out into the Badlands um, that same afternoon around 6.30, and 
I was in the the first car with Whitley Strieber mm-hmm. and Alan Steinfeld of New Reality and a few other people. Um, and all of a sudden, I looked up, and our entire car was surrounded by hundreds of pink and golden um, angelic orbs, hundreds. And about 30 or 40 of them came inside the vehicle and were dancing around inside. And they accompanied us the entire 25-mile drive to the Badlands. So I absolutely knew that something extraordinary had happened uh, energetically surrounding our being there and the opening of of a portal there. And a few days later, on um, Tuesday, when I was driving back to my place in Wasta um, and going through the Badlands again, I received the message that everything that was meant to occur uh, during the conference, in fact, did occur. And I just felt such gratitude for being able to be a part of it. That's an amazing story. That's an amazing, amazing story. To see, and I just feel like how we all are connected. We have the very same agenda, you know, as we all are part of that. I just feel, I just feel really small in front of all these realities, but at the same time, listening to you, we just feel a little bit special, part of something special. You're small and at the same time so so um, singular in the whole to play. So, so nice to hear that. Well, um, I too was raised Catholic and um, I... I certainly was influenced to some extent um, by Catholicism. I love the beauty and pageantry. Um, however, I, I have enormous problems with all the uh, child molestation and uh, have numerous friends who who were, in fact, molested um, by, by the priests. Um, but it's not about, as you say, it's not about organized religion. It's it's about spirituality and our spiritual selves. Um, because once we align with that, our lives are transformed and everything falls into place. Sure. And once again, we remember the words of 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 Paul when he said, "It is." the same spirit moving everything everywhere. It is same spirit. It is yes. It is the same. It is you know uh, the, the richness of, of all the spirituality spirituality is a organic part of our life of who we are, no matter religion, no matter dogma, no matter the culture it is this force that moves everything, everybody, everywhere. And and this perception just makes us community, community, the common unit that inhabit 
us, the common unit, unit that makes us the real temple, the real religion, the real spirituality. That is that notion of united, that notion of of cosmic family. It is one of the most powerful ideas that this whole stuff of extra-consciousness is bringing for us, in, in, in my opinion. I, I agree. I, I definitely agree. And um, that is permeating all of the kingdoms as well, the angelic, the elemental, the animal kingdom, the mineral, mineral kingdom, um, we we are all interconnected. We are all working together, and um, it's an extraordinary thing once that realization is completely accepted. Um, the the vast horizons that open up for each and every one of us. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. So Chico um, had been unknown to me until Alfred Weber brought up his name and um, to learn that he had sold 50 million copies of his books and given away the proceeds to charity is an extraordinary um, testament to his nature. Oh, oh yes. Uh, It is... um really under 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 um it is not well understood or well understood sorry in brazil the 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 size the size and and the greatness of of his job um as i told you before and as far as we are counting we have more than 500 uh, books received through psychography. Chico used it to realize a service, a public service of lettering for, for families who lost um, their beloveds. So Chico received more than 10 thousand letters from spirits from from people who passed away and of course he was involved with all carrot projects you can imagine um, wow. the the work of Chico the the books were really well divided the first one published was a collection of of poetries uh Actually, 64 different poets, dead poets, came from the tombs to write to the hands of Chico Xavier. And wow. you imagine, we are talking about a guy with close to 20 years old, really simple, from a very small city that is Pedro Leopoldo in, in the state of Minas Gerais. Really poor, uh, raised with his father and stepmother, uh, a lot of brothers to to help to raise, and uh, this 
you guys, of course, this is a little bit new, but this is Brazilian reality. Uh, very simple houses, big families, no money, and uh, people fighting every day. Chico was something like that. And uh, this first book was something really, really amazing because called the attention of the Brazilian Academy of Letters. It is a kind of society of the greatest writers and authors in the country. And there is a limited number of chairs and it's a very, you know, important organization, the Brazilian Academy of Letters. And one of the members of Brazilian Academy read it the poetry and, and the book and said, okay, if Chico Xavier, if Chico Xavier wrote all this book by himself, he deserves to choose any chair he wants in our academy because he represents kind of 30 authors, 30 different authors' styles in the same book was something amazing, of course, <laughs> called the attention of all the country. And um, after that, and that's Mia, that's really interesting. The, the very second book, it is Letters from a Dead. There was a book uh, uh, received uh, by his mother, Maria João de Deus. Maria was his mother. And she come back from the tomb to write through, this hand, through his hands. And one really interesting thing is that this is a book from 1930s. She wrote, she wrote something like she would love to meet Saturn, the planet Saturn, and her master in the spiritual world said, okay, I will bring you to Saturn to, to know. And, and she said, she described in the book, we just set in our mind our destiny. And one second after, we were there. And she started to describe Saturn. She started to describe a lot of beings and, and multidimensional realities. And, and we are talking about a book from, from 30s. <laughs> it's not this high fashion. Today it's really cool to talk about extra consciousness, sense, mediumship, and things like that. But we are talking about a book from 30s in a, in a, received it for a very simple guy in a very simple city, very poor city, countryside in Brazil. And it's simply amazing. And there is the romances of, of um, 2,000 years ago. Uh, there is the romances of, of uh, medieval age. There is the books explaining, for example, the connection between science and spirituality, and as far as our our researchers advance in the study of the books, 
we discovered, for example, more than 80 predictions of medical advancements that was part of the books of Chico Xavier 30 years before it happens in physical reality. So it's uh, really, really remarkable work to, to know, the work of Chico Xavier. That was true of Madame Blavatsky as well. She had many predictions, scientific um, and other predictions that were, you know, decades and decades in advance. Um, yeah, he, um, Chico Javier, is just a remarkable uh, human being and he lived a long life as well, uh, didn't he? Didn't he live into his 90s? Yes, yes. And that's a very, it is very uh, curious that Chico used it to say he had 75 years of spiritual work on, on earth, 75 years working hard with mediumship. And and he, he lived, he lived at the, the, the physical body with 92, 92 in, wow. in, in 2002. And what's really interesting because he used it to say, I, I should, I, I already should die. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this extra job. No, 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 this is not right. I I, sh I I I could go before I couldn't go before because they are praying for me to stay. <laughs> they are praying <laughs> for me to stay. But I want to go. Yeah. I want to go. I yeah. have my job. <laughs> and then for a close friend, he said, "I will use a moment where Brazilians will be very, very, very happy, and then I just escape." <laughs> I just ah. escaped. And believe me or not, Brazilian, uh, the Brazil was, uh, uh, Chico Xavier passed away in the, in the very same day Brazilian, Brazilian won the World Cup of Soccer. Oh, wow. <laughs> How exciting. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Brazilians were celebrating the World Cup and Chico Xavier just escaped it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is remarkable. What a great what a great exit. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any um specific information from Chico regarding going through it now and intense change and the coronavirus which is hitting the whole world and the protests and some of the violence that's erupting. Did he have anything to share with us about how to cope with these problems today? What I, um, how I connected this idea of deadline that Chico gave us, the transitory planation, uh, the, tra the planetary transition, and and coronavirus. I, I just think that, as described by Alain Kardec, that was the decoder of the first spiritist movement in, in, in France, the, 
the next stage of our planet will be in a stage that we will dedicate ourselves to depurate our souls, our spirit, and to, you know, to overcome the primary instincts. We'll be the kind of society that will be exoconscious, uh, the good will overcome the evil, uh, the good tendencies will be overcome, we will overcome, and things like that. So, a pandemia like that, that has uh, many different sides and many different views and perspectives. I f just feel like we have to use this opportunity to see each other as we are, as human beings, as divine beings, having an experience on this land. And we have to use it to, you know, upgrade our sense of goodness, our sense of justice, our sense of, of brotherhood. If there is a truth, if there is a truth of this virus, is that he is very democratic. He kills, it kills rich, poor, black, white, old, young people. It brings all of us to the same floor, to the same ground as humans. And at the same time, it gives us the opportunity to look inside and to see this common unit that makes us community. Community. We have to take care about each other. I am what I am because of what we are. This Ubuntu philosophy of South Africa uh, natives has to be has to be put in the right place in the center of our society. I'm I'm what I am I am what I am just because what we are together. I, I just feel like uh, there is a lot, but really a lot of stuff in Chico Xavier's uh, work to be reviewed, to be studied, and that gives us tricks to, to deal with this moment. But if there is a phrase of Chico Xavier that makes a lot of sense. He, he used it to say, it passed too. If it is a good thing happening in your life, it will pass. If it's a bad thing happening in your life, he used it to say, it will pass too. Everything passed. Everything passed. Just one thing remains, and this thing is the power of love, the work of love that we are capable to do. I completely I completely agree with that Giuliano and also I I do feel that death is not the time of our death is not arbitrary um you know of course we have multiple possibilities throughout our lifetime in terms of when we'll leave but um we we do have free will and and choice so um, I, my personal feeling about this is that 
the universe has been fairly gentle with us comparatively speaking. Um, You know, something as horrible as this is, something far worse could could have come along. Yeah, imagine um, the condition to to hitch this acceleration was avoid the World War III and to avoid the use of nuclear weapon. That's the information we have from Chico Xavier. And then we are surprised because we are actually in World War III, but against a common enemy. It is a different war. It is a different way. So how or when in the history of mankind billions, billions of human beings has the same subject. Yeah, no matter, as you say, no matter you know, race, creed, gender, uh, it's all, it's, we're on a level playing field. Everyone is being impacted. And that's a real, you know, reminder of um, how similar we all are, which we forget. I think we have lost Giuliano here, so I think we will um, stop for now.